First You Think is a not-for-profit ministry of the First Unitarian Church of Des Moines. Support us at ucdsm.org today. I want to start with a quote that some of you may know. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Those are words from John in the Christian Bible. For Hellenistic Jews and early Christians, the Word, and that's with a capital W, that was an idea that was way beyond writing or speech. For some, it was a co-creator with God. It was the web that held everything together. Um, the, the, the word for the word is logos. And logos was the bridge between divinity and the here and now. The world of the earth and the world of the spiritual. Logos was a real thing as far as Hellenistic Jews and very early Christians were concerned. And the mystic ideas behind this may not resonate with any of you today, but we may recognize a kindred idea. Words have power. Words create and shape and lead us through our lives. They build us up. They tear us down. As we saw this morning, they can cause havoc. Cruel words. You're stupid, you're fat, you're not wanted here. Kind words, you're beautiful, you're beloved, you're welcome. And words can go astray. For any of you who've ever played a game of telephone, you know this. Words can be misheard, mistranslated, simply mistaken. And I saw this myself years ago. When I was growing up, we attended a very high church, Anglican church, and my mother was responsible for unlocking the cabinet at church where all the communion materials were kept. And she alone carried the key. And you can imagine this big, heavy, old key. It deserves its capital letters. And one Sunday, my younger sister and I were more fussy than usual. And mom got so distracted, she hurried us into church, still holding on to the toys we had had in the car. And we sat down and my sister Tracy reached around me and she grabs mom's purse and she starts to rummage. And as the service starts, my mother realized with absolute horror that she had forgotten to unlock the communion cabinet. And she looked around for her purse and she saw it in Tracy's hands. And Tracy was about three at the time. And so mom thought quick. She poked me and she hissed, tell your sister to put the key in the offering plate because it was too late and the service had started. And I leaned over and I whispered the message. And Tracy stopped playing with the purse and with her toys. And she looked at me very suspiciously. Really? She said, yes, I said. And mom nodded. And so when the offering plate was passed, the usher took it from my sister with a really strange look. And it only took a few seconds for the rest of us to get why. Riding amid the envelopes and the cash was Tracy's toy, a small purple monkey 
which is what she had heard. She had done exactly what she heard us say to put the monkey in the offering plate. Words have power, and not just the power to get a little child in real trouble. Words shape our world, and maybe the most powerful words are those that we consider sacred. The living tradition which we share draws from a lot of sources, several based on powerful written words, wisdom from the world's religions. When we start a free and responsible search for truth and meaning, the words are all there for us to look at. They give us a starting point. But our search for truth and meaning is our own. As a UU, you don't get handed any text as true or written in stone, and no minister is going to tell you what text is right for you. And only you can decide if the writer meant a monkey or a brass key. We don't share a creed. We don't share a, a belief system, not even a fortune cookie that says you are here. We're the people of burning questions. So my question is, how do we take those powerful written words and make them our own? The story of the Jefferson Bible gives us some ideas about how to do this. 1804, Jefferson bought Christian Bibles in English, Greek, and Latin, and he sat down and he opened the books, and he got prepared to cut. He went through the text, looked for Jesus' greatest teaching, sliced out all his favorite bits, and literally glued them into an empty journal. When he was done, he had created his own book, which he called The Philosophy of Jesus. And this was just for himself. And about 15 years later, he sat down again with more Bibles, a knife, and scissors, and this time he wanted to create a personal Bible. He started from scratch and he cut and pasted until he got a book that he called The Life and Morals of Jesus of Nazareth. Today we call it the Jefferson Bible. And the end product was astounding. It was a complete re-envisioning of the contents of the Christian Bible. He turned it into a source of rational morality where Jesus was fully human there was no messianic thought, no mysticism, no miracles, no virgin birth. He changed the Christian Bible from something that said it was a revelation of the divine into a collection of moral teachings from the man, Jesus of Nazareth, a radical young teacher who taught about religious reform and human love. And the book ends with a line from the Gospel of Matthew. There they laid Jesus and rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulcher and departed. In Jefferson's Bible, death is the end. That Bible was one person's attempt to clarify for himself the words he held sacred without taking in anything he didn't want. Joan Didion, the uh, author of the White Album and a literary journalist, said, I don't know what I think until I write it down, and Jefferson would have loved that thought. Ralph Waldo Emerson, as you heard this morning, was even more specific. He said, make your own Bible. Select and collect those words and sentences that you and all your reading that have been in all your reading, like the blast of a trumpet out of Shakespeare and Seneca, Moses, John, and Paul. What does it mean? It means trust yourself to identify the sacred. 
Find what has meaning for you and be fearless in cutting away anything you find offensive or untrue. Words can create and creation isn't always easy. But along with purple monkeys, one of the toys my parents believed in with all their hearts were Lego blocks. And I can tell you with complete honesty, each of his children had about 5 million bazillion Legos. And they reproduced each night. We had them in red and white and green and 500 piece boxes, strange skinny ones that worked like popsicle sticks. I used to build a lot with them and sometimes feel the pain of stepping on one at 3 a.m. And then some kind soul bought me a Lego kit, a, a Lego dollhouse with furniture. And it came with instructions, you know, the ones had a great picture on the box to show you what it was supposed to look like. So you knew when you'd screwed it up beyond belief. I spent one day building it and then a few hours reading the instructions and then another day building it correctly. And when it was done, I looked at this thing and I hated it. I'd followed the directions and I built what someone at Lego felt should be every child's dream. I hated that color coordinated little thing. So I got out the rest of my Legos and I borrowed a few pieces from my cousins and I flat out stole the front half of my sister's Lego boat. I added more stories. I took out the weird windows in front and mixed up the colors in the wall, turned the boat into a garage. And when the furniture was too small for my new creation, I threw it back in the box and I built my own. I had toilet rolls and tape. It took me weeks. And when it was done, in my eyes, it was beautiful, but it wasn't a Lego house anymore. It was my house. Gather your own Legos, not made out of plastic, but made out of words and pictures, the beginnings of thoughts. Be brave. Choose boldly from the colors and shapes around you, the words that call out to you like trumpet blasts, no matter what the source. Choose the kit you prefer and ignore the instructions completely. Repurpose your sister's boat and your cousin's gas station, some guy in the subway's windows. And from time to time, feel the pain as you step on a bit. Words and ideas so sharp, they make you wince and reconsider. Tear it down as you need to and build it again. Legos or logos, sacred words, building blocks. The joy, the truth, and the journey is making them your own. So happy building. <laughs>